Coming up on Podcast 1720, Pepsi show off their Tesla semi-trucks and boast about them. Stick around, I'll tell you more. Also on the show today, Alfa Romeo's plug-in hybrid, the Audi SQ8 and a BYD coming to the UK. More details on that, actually. Those stories and a lot more on today's podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are listening in the world. It's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for the end of the week, Friday, 20th of January. My name is Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story. So you haven't got it. We'll start with some spy pictures of a car that's not imminent, by the way, but it is coming. This is going to be the Mercedes-Benz EQA. That's even if it is called the EQA, because we have heard those stories, those rumors that they're going to get rid of that EQ branding. But either way, for now, we'll call it the EQA Sedan Saloon. So there's an EQA around at the moment, but this is, you know, a bit like they have the EQS and the EQE. They have the SUV version, and then they have a a sedan saloon version. I think this is a similar case. They'll use the EQA name or maybe something similar. Uh, It's going to be the entry point into their EV range and... This is perhaps a year or two away, maybe even maybe even more. Either way, what I can see in front of me are some very snowy, icy Scandinavian test pictures. Now, there's also a future EQC coming soon from Mercedes-Benz. The prototype spotted here, though, depicts a much smaller electric vehicle, much smaller electric sedan. So this could be, if you're in Mercedes-Benz world, the electric equivalent of the CLA. Now, these cars that will sit on a, I think, or the MMA platform will compete in the compact and midsize segments with production should be happening in Germany and Hungary at their factories there. Now, Mercedes-Benz have talked about why they made that, you know, that Vision EQXX car that did over a thousand miles or a thousand kilometers on a very small battery. And it was all about trying out technologies. I was at a conference last year where the engineer from that project was doing a presentation and going through some slides and on the deck. And we're just talking about these are all the technologies that we're trying to um, think about that can filter down to our our range and so things like um, uh, efficiency and thinking about is a car meant to be a performance car or is it meant to be more of an efficient car in which case we can do away with a bit of battery cooling and things like that so I learned a lot of interesting things at that event and I'm sure that the Vision EQXX that concept car things like active aerodynamics and all those kind of things it has a diffuser that comes out the back of it and then tucks away again all of those things I imagine will filter down to the rest of the range at some point the infotainment system is developed in house it's called mbos and the chief designer might have already previewed the car in may 2022 as part of the brand's entry luxury lineup so i'll pop a link to that and if you want to have a look in the show notes i don't think this is an imminent one because it's a lot of camouflage on the car there's really nothing visible and that to me says it's a long way away but that's what i think this car is going to be now auto express magazine have a review of the new audi sq8 now of course the q8 is what replaces the e-tron a, a vehicle that is brilliant at charging and it'll go all the way up to almost 100% at just full whack. Big old buffers on that battery, but not the most efficient of vehicles. An early stab at EVs by Audi and a very good attempt, by the way. I love those vehicles, but a little bit thirsty, not so kind on the juice, and that's why they have come out with a new version of the e-tron, but got it in line with their, their naming convention. So the Q8 has got 
much better efficiency. We think we think it's still got a good charging curve, but we'll wait and see on that. And of course, there's the sporty version, uh, which was the Tron S, and now that becomes the SQ8 because if you don't follow Audi World, and that's fine. Uh, that's how they do their naming conventions for their combustion cars and, and EVs as well. So it's all lining up. Good, makes sense to my brain. Uh, it is a bit of a chunk on the curb weight side, but Auto Express magazine say the blend of power, performance, luxury, and refinement it delivers is hard to beat. Now the updated car gets the bigger battery and faster charging, expensive but effective as an all-rounder, an awful lot to like. Three electric motors on this uh, with 500 horsepower and 0-62 of 4.5 seconds, but not designed really to do a, a mad dash to 62 miles an hour. Top speed 130 miles an hour, which again could be a little bit slow for some people in Germany on the Autobahn possibly, but this car has got brutal acceleration pretty much any speed that you're going floor it and four-wheel drive will just fling you down the road the old 95 kilowatt hour battery has made way for a bigger one 114 kilowatt hour battery and the range had a boost they've they've increased the battery size and also made some of the other components more efficient as well so it's got an official range the sq8 of 290 miles on a charge the old e-tron s was 223 faster charging as well uh, from 150 to 170 kilowatts peak now that is all well and good but i'll say it till i'm blue in the face charge curve charge curve charge curve charge curve peak rate is meaningless unless the curve is good and in which case if this if this vehicle if you plug it in it hits 170 and sits there just rock solid all the way through to 95 percent that's going to be a brucey bonus all day long but if not then it's going to be worse than the car that it's replacing. They say 80% charge in 31 minutes. They do a 10 to 80, which is good. Please, all car makers, can we just agree? Give your specs on 10 to 80%. That'll make it easy for everyone. And it's and and it's you know turning up with anything less than 10% is only really for the hardcore EVs. So it's a good measurement. Uh, there is also a 17,000 pound option called the Vorsprung version, which puts 22s on which is fine. You could get 22-inch wheels on the old uh, S-lines and above, and I think on the on the Audi e-trons, and they do look sweet. Uh, digital matrix LED lights, a sunroof, heated seats. What? Am I... £17,000 option to get heated seats. That's, look, the Audi SQ8 is going to have heated seats, I'm pretty sure, whether or not you drop seventeen grand, <laughs> And also cameras for door mirrors, which you don't want. Trust me. You don't want it. And so I probably wouldn't be ticking that option box, but there we go. Uh, normally, so how the vehicle works, it's uh, obviously it's Audi Quattro, famous for four-wheel drive. It's going to have four-wheel drive, but um, under normal driving conditions, it powers the rear wheels. So it's a rear-biased SUV, and then when you need it, the front motor kicks in to give you that traction. Let's talk Alfa Romeo next. And the Alfa Romeo... Tonale. It's a plug-in hybrid, and it's called the Q4, not the Audi Q4, so I'm really surprised they've called it that name, but either way, uh, perhaps Audi will say, um, don't think you're calling it the Q4. It has 180 horsepower, combustion engine, alongside a 15.5 kilowatt-hour battery. Not the biggest battery in the world, but for the size which this is, 
you know, 45 to 50 miles of EV range is fine. Oh, my goodness, I do so many journeys that are less than 50 miles. And so if, 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 if you are going to plug this vehicle in and with plug-in hybrids, that's a huge assumption. Uh, but the plug-in hybrid version sits at the top of the Tonale range and it's all part of their plan to become zero emissions Alfa Romeo by 2027. Uh, the Speciale version is 44,595 pounds here now two days ago i told you about byd setting up a dealership network in the uk now two days later i get to tell you more about the car that's coming here obviously byd a massive deal overtaken tesla in china and very vertically integrated company they make everything from the semiconductors to the batteries to the i think everything inside the car sprawling enterprise and but doing really well byd will sell electric cars in the uk for the first time no that's a lie they have sold cars here before but not nobody would know that uh, the uk launch follows what they used to sell which was the e6 now the e6 i years ago interviewed one of the founders of onto He's got a different name, actually, but it's the subscription service. And it, it, his name is Rob Jolly, and it's probably a couple of, year, couple of years old in the archive right now. But he mentioned that when that company began all those years ago, the BYD E6 was the vehicle. I think that was what they used at the beginning of, of him setting up a subscription company. And clearly they don't use them anymore but i think i think that's where the humble beginnings of onto was like i say under a different name but so byd aren't new to this country but for all intents and purposes they're absolutely new aren't they for, for everybody who might want to buy one the atto 3 is the first car that will come here uh, they're launched they have launched in uh, belgium denmark luxembourg sweden the netherlands norway it uses their e-platform 3.0 so 201 horsepower front wheel drive mm, okay um, but really up against the mg zsev so a little bit raised a little bit crossovery it's not an suv i wouldn't call it a fully blown suv but in terms of dimensions size performance i think you could put this next to the mg zsev i've still got one by the way we just we need to sell ours pretty soon um the mighty mighty mg and they'd look you know about the same size 261 miles of range on a 60.5 kilowatt hour battery so i think that's a little low in terms of efficiency but real world is always where it uh, comes in. You've got to test these vehicles. Uh, charging rates of up to 80 kilowatts. So about the same as the MG, really. None of those figures are going to blow your socks off. But if the pricing is good, and it's not something that I can say about something like the Aura Cat or Funky Cat, or, you know, that came here with a promise to be premium, etc., etc. And it is quite nice, but for what you get, it's so expensive compared to something like the MG4. So... If BYD price this correctly, they st up against the MG ZFs, they, they stand a half-decent chance of selling a few. Well, stick around, because coming up, we'll be talking Tesla trucks, Indian EVs, and lamppost chargers. Those stories are on the way. Stay there. Now, the used electric car market is starting to take off as prices drop. Only just, though, the average cost of a new EV hit $61,448 in uh, dollars, this, um, this is a US story, in December, but consumers are seeing new EV prices creeping down, which makes the used market a little de a little depressed, but look, the, the average new car 
price in the USA is $49,000. The average new EV, I'll remind you, $61,500. A lot of would-be EV buyers are more interested in the used market, therefore, as a way to get a, a clean car on their driveway, but without paying a big price tag. Surveys from Recurrence. Now, you know, they were a sponsor of this podcast. Recurrent found that just over 50% of EV shoppers in 2021 were interested in a used EV. Fast forward one year, that number has gone from 50% in 21 to 80% last year, according to autoblog.com. They write, consumers are seeing new EV prices start to creep down. December's number was down from the month before, driven by the anticipation of uh, stipulations in the Inflation Reduction Act and the tax credits coming in. Overall declines for the used vehicle prices generally apply to used EVs as well. The average price of a used EV... $32,000 in December, down 14% since a peak last July, according to Recurrent. As EV prices drop, so might their used counterparts. So if you're going to buy a new one for less money, hopefully that feeds through into the used market. The used EV tax credit introduced in the Inflation Reduction Act could be the answer, but there are some hoops to jump through. You get $4,000 or 30% off the used vehicle price. Got to be more than two years old, or the model year has to be more than two years, I think, rather than actually calendar date of registration. So I think if you're buying a, a 2021 Bolt, is that right? Or it'll be a 2020 Bolt, uh, you get the Inflation Reduction Act money. Got to be under $25,000. Must get it from a, a dealership that signed up to the plan. And uh, there's some income caps as well. So it's, it's not a dead cert that you'll get the money off, but it's better than nothing, isn't it? Alpine are considering a Lotus platform for their future electrics. Now, Alpine, of course, is the interesting bit of Renault. I don't know. I think we, Alpine must sell five cars a year at the minute. And so they're going to go electric. That's their electric future. And should they just call them Renaults? Either way, maybe calling, calling them an Alpine, like Hyundai have their Genesis, etc., could be a way of charging a premium and moving any, you know, not the main Renault brand, but the Alpine brand, first of all, launching two electric coupe SUVs based on Lotus bits. Uh, They'll be debuting in the second half of the decade, and uh, Lotus is the most natural partner, they say, for these vehicles outside of the Renault-Nissan-Mitsubishi alliance. Nissan is deemed as a less fitting partner for Alpine uh, because they're going after performance and there's nothing really in Nissan's locker that Alpine can connect with. A possible candidate for Alpine's... uh, options with their two cars are the architecture that Lotus are putting their Electra on. So watch this space. Now, headline story, and the Tesla semi-trucks have been shown off at the Frito-Lay plant earlier this week. Uh, The sustainable fleet was being celebrated with the vehicles on display, and local dignitaries and people coming along to the event to sit in the cabs and try them out. They haven't just got the Tesla semi-trucks there, they've got a bunch of uh, zero-emission Uh, yard trucks and forklifts and they've got some other i forget the other brand as well they've got way more than just the tesla trucks but i suppose that's going to be the the main draw for many people uh the 31 million dollar project at the modesto stack foods snack foods plant was unveiled three years ago uh, when the electric vehicle uh, semi-truck was brought on site for the first time now they're actually in action. We've seen them being uh, towed. We've seen some uh, some emergency tow trucks take, <laughs> taking them wherever they have to go, which is which is why the semi-truck isn't on general sale. It's because this is, I think, a test. And so uh, they had to get it 
out the door as it were because it was taking so long from Tesla's part. Uh, the site, though, is uh, going to be home to 15 Tesla semi-trucks when they all finally arrive after the first batch. The site they're at have had solar panels installed and battery storage as well as the uh, battery chargers or the EV chargers. The plant's use of electric vehicles and compressed natural gas has resulted in a 91% reduction in greenhouse gases from their fleet, they say. That seems a very large number because the, the whole fleet isn't electric. Can you make those savings on using natural gas uh, just 91 percent reduction in greenhouse gas emissions from the the fleet at frito-lay plant unless so many of the vehicles are electric they might be other brands seems like a very big number doesn't it uh, i think i'll check that the on-site rooftop and parking lot solar panels uh, provide a fifth of the daily energy use of that according to the modesto b newspaper now Electric motorcycle brand Energica has had a great 2022. Uh, there's 15 new sales points in the United States. Now there's 25 in North America, and they doubled their sales compared to the previous year. Energica is also venturing into EV motorcycles for police departments. We saw this with the G20 summit in Bali. They didn't want all the outriders and the vehicles used around G20 to be anything else but electric, so they used Energica motorbikes. Uh, they have a full-on lineup. Uh, and also design, they're focused on design and engineering, according to uh, Teslarati, uh, where William has been writing about this. And he says, while the number of electric motorcycle startups with big promises of performance remains high, none have dedicated themselves as much as to work with uh, leading electric racing series like Moto E and introducing so many models. Of course, there's are, there are electric motorcycles coming from the likes of Ducati and Honda down the road as well. Let's go to India. A massive, massive market goes without saying. Of course, disposable income is not going to be the same as some other countries. So what's going to go electric first? I would say two wheels is going to go electric first in India. In a sign of intensifying competition between the homegrown car makers, Tata Motors has reduced the price of their Nexon EV with Mahindra announcing an aggressive launch price for their XUV400 electric vehicle. Mahindra is the latest one to join the Indian EV space. Tartar is the leader there. Uh, they sold the whole Indian EV car market was about 38,000 units last year, which doesn't even touch the sides. It's a very immature market, and we'll wait and see what happens there. Uh, that's why all the big car makers are not bothering to put dealerships around India and sell their cars there, because it's, it's still... A small market. Tartar is the biggest player with 80% of the market share. Wow. Uh, Mahindra is the new entrant. Hyundai and Kia also introducing vehicles to India as well. Maruti Suzuki announcing a 2025 launch. Toyota as well. And of course, the price point in many parts of India is going to be lower than some other countries as well. And so when it takes off, I think it's going to fly there. Liverpool in the northwest of England has chosen Ubertricity to put some lamppost chargers in. Of course, Ubertricity bought by Shell and Liverpool City Council wants 300 of those retrofitted to lamppost. It takes about two hours to do each one and they 
install those charge points directly into existing street furniture, the street lamppost. So yeah, you might not be able to get a a parking space exactly outside either your house, which if you live in a terrace house and you're parking on the street, it's normally the battle, isn't it? You want to get somewhere, come home with a bunch of shopping and you're half a mile down the road. Uh, but also, you want to get near a, uh, a place to charge. Hopefully that can be done. Finally, Volvo will release an electric minivan. Really? Okay. Uh, they revealed it in a recent media briefing in China. And during their presentation, they talked about the XC40, the C40, the XC90, the small SUV, and what they described as an MPV minivan. Now, they want to base it on the Zika. It's all a, the same company, owned by Geely. The Zika 009 which has a grill that really only its mother could love. And I'm hoping the talented girls and guys at Volvo with their pencils can make this thing look like a Volvo. Do you think Volvo need to launch a minivan? I don't know. Lots of people say they'd quite like an EV minivan, actually, based, you know, if, it, if, if the vehicle's ready, they've got to restyle it in you know, the Volvo clothing. That could come to the market quite quickly. We'll watch that one. Hey, thanks for listening today, and thank you to everyone who supports this show on Patreon, especially our premium partners. That'll be you, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Brad Crosby, Porsche of The Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii, Derek Riley's EV Review Island YouTube channel, Richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK, Octopus Electric Universe, Global Public Charging Made Simple with one app and one map, Cottages.co.uk, five-star luxury cottages in Devon, and Lease Plan Electric Moments, providing all the tools and guidance EV drivers need. Have a good one. See you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.